Welcome back to Untranslated Islam, episode 9. Okay, in this episode, we're going to continue from, from a different angle about the importance and benefit of what's already in your chest, Al Fatiha. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to do this little spill, and then afterward, we're going to go into other things. But there's so much benefit from the Fatiha that I'm telling you now. Every once in a while, I'm going to go back and give you another one, give you another one. And when I was listening to Abdul Razak al, uh, Ibn Abdul Muhsin al-Badr, which you guys all know, that was what he said that his teachers would do. Says one of his teachers, when they had, anytime they had a little open time at the masjid, he would come up or if they asked him to just talk about something and he wasn't prepared to do something, that he would come up. And he would start to talk about benefits from the Quran. And every single time he gave different benefits. That's how amazing. I mean, I'm talking about Al-Fatiha, excuse me. He gave benefits of Al-Fatiha. And every single time he gave some different benefits. That's all in those seven ayats you got memorized in your chest. All right. Ibn Uqayyim has a book. It's about this size. It's bigger than this, I think it is. Called Medadij Salikin. And the whole point of Medadij Salikin is that it talks about the different levels of, of uh, that you fall on by understanding and appreciating Okay, that's literally what it's called. It's rhymes like that. Medadij Salikin about the manazil of those who are, 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 are the manazil of the people who according are, are based on this ayah of is where? In Al-Fatiha, right in the middle. We're going to go through that to hadith probably another time. But the Prophet, Prophet Sallallahu said that Allah said that he divided the Fatiha into two two halves. Okay? So we're going to get into all that another time. But Iyakinabud, why Iyakinastain is exactly in the middle. The Iyakinabud is half that goes with the first three. So it's three and a half this way. Why Iyakinastain goes this way for the other three and a half. So it's the right in the middle between what's called Dua al-Ibadah or Dua al-Mas'ala. Or the dua that you make to make closest to Allah by worshiping him and extolling him and things like that. And then the dua that you use when you ask Allah for his favors, recognizing his loftiness and recognizing your need of him. Okay. So the whole point is that every single ayah in the Quran, in the, in the Fatiha has immense meaning. We're going to go through. But the reason why that's right there in the middle, it's for a reason. What about us? If you were, and this happened over here, see, it's a difference. In the Western countries, yo, we, we, we spoiled. We spoiled. Y'all word up. Yo, I, I've been sick different times. Matter of fact, before I even talk about myself, it was a young, a young sister that we were living in the village. She went into labor in the middle of the night. Matter of fact, the young sister, my own wife, <laughs> my own wife went to labor in the home, at home. And we had to deliver my son at home. I had to deliver him. I had to, I had to pull out the 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 the, the whole amniotic sac and everything. No, no, not the amniotic sac. I had to cut the cord. The amniotic sac was still in there when we went to the hospital. I had to deliver him, my son Akil. Cut the cord, and then we had to take him to the hospital because everything happened so quick. My whole point is, in third world, and we literally the doctor was waiting there. The doctor was calling us on the phone, was like, "Come on, come on!" But everything happened so quick, and we had a little limp before we could get to the hospital. And then, oh, oh, okay. We had a little length before we got to the hospital, and there was no ambulance because it's coming that quick. It's not like America. In America, 911 is a joke, but over here, like, <laughs> shoot, that child will be breastfeeding before the, before the ambulance get there, maybe. I'm just saying it's just different in third world country. Muslim countries, I think, is a good thing because 
people know the reliance of a law, the reliance on a law. They're not spoiled, you know? I knew a, I was going to talk about somebody else that I saw that I knew that went through that. And I remember I went through that afterward. I went through it like two years. It was two, three years after I went through the same thing. That's what's into crazy. But my whole point is, is that imagine yourself in a situation. I ain't going to be talking about my own sickness. Imagine yourself in a situation where you're in the middle of the night and there's nowhere to get. You can't get to anywhere. In the situation I was in, I started having a problem with my heart and I'm drinking hibiscus, drinking hibiscus. Like, okay. Yo, I'm about to check out of here. And I said, it was right before Fudger. I said, all right, I'm gonna drink some hibiscus. I went down to the pharmacy. Pharmacy was like, drink some hibiscus. Cause I didn't, this first time this happened to me. I didn't know what was going on. Drink some hibiscus. I'm like, yo, my heart is beating out of my chest. They said, drink some hibiscus. <laughs> and come back and check me out in an hour. <laughs> That's what they said to me. It's three in the morning. So I take myself, boom, 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 boom. Go drink some hibiscus. It's still going. So alhamdulillah, within an hour, it started calming down. Then it starts speeding back up. It's a lot to fudge it. I said, I got to make fudge in Jamaica. because I'm, I'm about to leave here probably. I went walking all slow. Like, I don't know why I thought walking slow was going to make my heart stop. So it stop beating so fast. So I'm like walking slow. I get to the masjid. I'm real cool. So nobody really knows what's going on. They probably know. But I'm just like, the, the brothers, they try to just be respectful. It's like, okay, unless you literally falling out like and so they would, you know, I came in after they started, purposely after they started praying at Fudger, so wouldn't nobody see me. And just kind of came in, pulled up a chair, sat down, do what I had to do. But point is, got up, and then I went to the hospital. I went to the pharmacy again, and I said, look, they took my thing. They said, no, this is serious. They said, you need to go to the emergency room. I go to the emergency room, and at the emergency room, the dude that was in there, because it was a Saturday morning, it was a Saturday morning or Friday morning, it's one of those houses when everybody's off. The, the dude that was in there, I told him what first I had to bang on the door to get him to come. He's asleep. He comes in. He comes and I said, explain to him the problem. He was like, I can't deal with that. <laughs> it's like, you got to wait till about 11 o'clock and the doctors will be here. He's like, I was like, well, what should I? He's like, drink some hibiscus. <laughs> Go home and drink some hibiscus and make those. The point is that he said, and make some dua. Charlotte, you're going to be all right. That's what I loved about it. Is that even all of this? Everything around me is reminding me of a law. People are showing me, I can't help you, but make some dua. This one, can't help you, but make fudge and then, or, or, you know, make fudge and then come back to me. I get to the hospital afterwards. He's like, I can't help you, but make dua. Charlotte, you won't be all right till the doctors come. And I go home with this hibiscus, big thing of hibiscus. I already had it with me. He was like, can you keep drinking that? It was a big thermos. Went home. He's like, Drink the hibiscus. I went home, started drinking the biscuits, making dua, making dua, literally taking my hand, put it over my heart, and reciting the Fatiha. I was reciting everything. I was reciting the Fatiha, reciting everything. Alhamdulillah. And uh, by the time sun was rising, it calmed down. It calmed down. It calmed down. And it, it calmed down enough that by the time I was able to stand up for shuruk, for, for sunrise prayer, I was able to stand up and do that. And I stood up and I just recited and recited and recited until it calmed down. My whole point is, is that we have to imagine ourselves in situations where we don't have all those extras and that's when we really get it. I had never been sick like that before. And so I was like, what's going on? But the whole thing was like, okay, I know what the remedy is. I just never had to do it. Let me do it. And Alhamdulillah. So I'm saying this just to say all of us, myself included before that, I had never had something that serious happen. Um, <clears throat> but my point is, is that imagine yourself in the middle of the night like that. Imagine yourself in a situation. What do you turn to? Do you get frantic? Of course, we all know to turn to Allah. 
But now you know you got this thing in your chest that you can sincerely say, I can take my hand, put it on my chest, put it on my baby's arm, put it on whatever and recite until I can get what's needed and I'll be okay. But you can't say that unless you're feeling it. And we have to learn how to fill our Quran. Okay, that was the point of all of this, because you never know what you're going to need it for yourself or for someone else. And once you get it, like the man in the Hadith, you never know when the law is going to tap you unsuspectingly and say, you got it. Now it's time to use it. Right. So this is real life that we're talking about applying to real life. All right. So I say all that to preface this that I'm going to read you and then I'm going to close it out. So this is real life stuff. I just told you about my situation. We know about these other situations. A woman came to the sheikh and his name was Sheikh Murad Al-Qudsi. Uh, he's a doctor. Okay. And he, she asked, she said, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It was written down as a fatwa. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young woman and I want to ask your advice or for you to explain something to me. I'm literally, I'm translating as I'm reading. Um, is using Rukya with the Fatiha, or using the Fatiha as Rukya, does this cure a sickness that's jasadiya, a physical sickness? Does it cure a physical sickness? And she said, I don't mean anything like sihr or like magic, nor the evil eye. I'm talking about a physical ailment. This is literally what she's saying. I'm translating as I'm going on. She said, because since three months or for three months now, I started to use this. Wait, uh, yeah, I started to use this method in order to try to cure myself. All right. And I read Surah Fatiha seven times, uh, seven times a day <coughs> on a cup of water. And then I, uh, Okay, okay. And then she says, and then I take it and I take three sips and, and spittle. So she's saying spittle on her left side like that. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. But she's saying blowing here or blowing over top of it. Because they use that. Don't they use that when you say. Okay. Onto it. But like this. Like that. Like. Okay. That's something else. All right. Because like the with the with the hadith. Okay. Okay. All right. So she's going through this ritual of blowing over the water. Reciting the Fatiha. Blowing over the water. And then drinking it. And she said that I've started to feel myself getting better. And I don't want to think that I'm just imagining. Is this helping me? She said, I've been doing this seven times a day. Is this helping me? She said, why? And this tariqa, it's like, and is this the proper way to do it? Uh, and is it enough because it's starting to feel better if I can decrease to maybe one time a day? Or should I uh, uh, continue on seven times a day? Or should I stop doing it? Or what is the situation? What should I do? Okay. So the Sheikh answered, uh, okay, I'll, I'll read all of this. I thought it maybe this section I didn't have to read, but this is important. Okay, so she, so he says, number one, um, uh, uh, I thank you for bringing this situation up, um, because this is an important situation. She said, he said, as far as being able to, 
use the Fatiha in order to cure? She said, then yes, for surely it is one of the names of Al-Fatiha. It's called Ashafia, which means that which cures. Fahiyashifa, so it's that which cures. And it has an amazing effect of curing sicknesses both physical ailments and spiritual ailments, okay? وَهِيَ مِنَ الرُّكْيَةِ الشَّرْعِيَةِ الَّتِي ثَبَتَ إِقْرَارُهَا فِي السُنَّةِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ It is from the legislated types of, cu- of cures that that is thabit or that is firmly established in the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu And so he brings up the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that we mentioned before. He says, so we know it from this hadith that is in Bukhari and it's also in Muslim. And he brings the hadith, okay? And then he says, there's in Bukhari and in Muslim. Then he says, وَعَلَيْهِ فَإِنَّ اسْتِشْفَاءَ بالفاتحة ممكن في كل مرض سواء كان سحرا أو مسا أو حسدا أو مرضا أو عضويا. Okay, very important. He says, so we see from that hadith, and for those who don't know the hadith, you have to just go right, just go right back to the episode before this, two episodes before this, and we went through the entire hadith. Okay, uh, so go through that, but we wouldn't have time to do that and cover this in the same sitting. All right. So she said, he said, so from this hadith. We see very clearly because the man was sick with a physical ailment. He had been bitten by a scorpion, it says in some narrations, and he was sick from that. We see from this that <clears throat> al-fatiha can be used for any type of sickness, whether it's a sickness from magic or a sickness from a, a possession, a shaitan possessing you. Okay, so one is magic, someone puts on you. Number two, messen is when a shaitan possesses you and goes in you. The other one is hasadan, which is like the uh, uh, jealousy, which is the evil eye. Al-mardin al-duwiyan, okay? Or even a sickness that's a physical ailment that has to do with this ailment of your limbs or like organs or like that. فَقَدْ تَقَدَّمَ مَعَنَا فِي الْحَدِيثِ فَإِنَّ الرَّجَلَ الَّذِي طَلَبَ الرُّكْيَةَ كَانَ لَدِيغًا أي لِسَعَهُ شَيْءٍ وَهَذَا مَرْضٌ عَضَوِيٍ Okay, so it said, because in that narration, the man who was cured, he was clearly, they said he was لَدِيغ And this means that he had been bitten by something or something had, 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 had poison or got him like this. He said, and this is clearly a physical ailment. Alright? And so you can use the Fatiha in order to cure yourself by reciting the, 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 the Fatiha one time or more and then spittling on your he says he said you should do it on your hands. Okay? Okay, so he said that one way you can do it is you can recite the Fatiha one time or a few times and then spit it on your hands and then wipe the hands on the L on the place that that's 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 causing problems. So me, it'll be on my heart, whoever it might be on the arms, it might be on uh, the person at rheumatoid or the right off the right, it might be on their uh, on their knees or on their limbs or whatever on their joints, excuse me. Okay, he said, or al qiraati. Or you can recite it on 
to a cup of water. So you recite the Fatiha over a cup of water and then you drink the water. Or you can recite uh, uh, over a big thing of water and then use it to wash up. To just uh, is a condition. He said that it's not supposed to be that you're in a place that's uh, an impure place when you do this. And we're going to go through a whole thing about that in another sitting. He said, or you can recite it over honey and then drink honey, which is the reason why Allah sent down Surah to nahl about the bee. We're going to get into that a whole other sitting, okay? Uh, and he said, or you, other ways you can also do, and each one that I'm telling you is from things that scholars have done, righteous scholars have done in the past, and it worked over and over and over again, okay? And this has been a great benefit by Allah's permission, only if Allah permits it. This is important. But this, the person who's doing it have to be sincere, have to be coming from his heart or her heart, sincere when they're reciting that Fatiha and using it with the intention of curing themselves. They got to be sincere, not just about, I want you to be cured, about what they're saying in the Fatiha and thinking about it deeply, okay? <clears throat> the end had no ornament of dua because it's a form of dua, which I, I just... I didn't even know he was going to say it. I forgot. Uh, actually, didn't read through this whole thing. I just skimmed through it and said, this is something that's beneficial for me to bring. But he says, it's a form of dua. It's not just a form of dua. A salah is dua, number one. But more importantly, it is the formula for dua. You make closeness to Allah with the first three half, uh, three and a half, which is dua al-ibadah, and then you ask for what you want, which is dua al-masala. You recognize his loftiness in the first half, and then you ask for your needs and recognize your lowliness or your need of him in the second half. That's the formula of dua, okay? So the whole point, he says, And you have to know that the 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 that this is just you're just taking a suburb are you taking a precaution are you taking a way but that the a tool yes thank you you're taking you're using a tool but that tool cannot work without a law's blessing okay a law is going to be one to cure you but he gives you this tool in order to do it all right all right that's the then and I'm sorry, I just talked through a portion of it. So I'm going to need to stop right here so I can catch up. So inshallah, in our next sitting, you continue to listen. We'll continue to dig. We all continue to benefit. Assalamu alaikum.